Welcome to Taxing Poetic. My name is Tim Howe, and I'm here with Jenny Carter and JB. And today's episode, episode three, is going to be, it's not just a Southern thing. We're talking about hospitality, sales, and use taxes. And in our first segment, we're going to be talking with Jenny Carter, my fellow co-host. Um, and she's going to kick it off with a little bit of nerdy news. Nerdy news. You know it's my favorite. Nerd. All news should be nerdy. Oh, yes. I own it proudly. Uh, yes. So here on Taxing Poetic, we like to keep our listeners up to date with, you know, um, upcoming news, uh, legislative updates, and things you might not know about that don't hit the, you know, the Washington Post, New York Times, Atlantic Journal-Constitution headlines, perhaps. So... Uh, first segment on Nerdy News here, first bit of info from your favorite state of Colorado, the retail delivery fee. We have to talk about this again? Yes. You know, you've already gotten me in trouble once. I know, I okay. know. So this is- I think I think we're going to get audited by Colorado. It's, <laughs> no, that's probably- Personally, yes. even though I have no nexus there personally. <laughs> yes, letters in the mail. Letters in the mail. Letters in the mail, yes. So we had uh, talked about it on another episode about Colorado and their retail delivery fees, which is the 27 cents on all taxable transactions. transactions yeah. Correct. If and you're delivering by anything but a horse, donkey, hay cart, whatever, something, and it's gonna, if it's a motorized vehicle, yep. you're getting taxed. Drone? Drone. Yes, drone would qualify. For real? Uh, for reals. Dang. All yep. right. Okay. Well, we kind of poo-pooed this law thinking, you know, it's going to get overturned. Right. It's kind of silly. Well, just the way that they passed it, right? Just the, the way they passed it. That's right. Yeah. Go listen yeah. to that episode. You'll hear Tim's opinions. Exactly. You know, they're, they're quite extensive. Anyway, so we thought, you know, that's not going to happen in any other states. However, we were proven wrong for once. Oh, great. I know. Minnesota and New York are apparently looking at implementing the same type of tax. See, this is what happens when you get people trapped inside houses with snow and stuff. That's why we yes. stay down here in the South. They, they, they just think up new tax exactly. stuff. Exactly. I know. Yeah. They're like, oh, this would be fun. Move to the South. Get, yeah. into, get into the sun, exactly. man. It's nice down here. I know. So not only Minnesota and New York, but other states are thinking, oh, this would be nice for us too. Let's, uh, so there's some rumblings in other states. So just keeping uh, an ear out for that. We'll obviously update you all here on Taxing Poetic uh, with anything new we hear about these retail delivery fees being passed in other states. Well, thanks for the nerdy news update. You are welcome. <laughs> Scaring us with more fun stuff coming out from the states. And I that's know. actually going to be a perfect segue and lead us right into our next segment, which is Be Our Christopher Guest. Um, we actually have a guest with us here today. Her name is not Christopher Guest. That's just the name of the segment. Thanks to JB. Way to go, JB. Thank yeah. you. He just wants him to come on the show. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to line yeah. up. Yeah. We're going to yeah. hashtag make that go viral. But today we have Donna McMurray with us, who is the head of legislation and tax policy for uh, Synexus. Donna, it's very nice to have you here with us today. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And I think Donna was going to turn around and give us a little bit of uh, her background. And, and how did you get into you know, sales and use tax. And just tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I got into sales and use tax right out of college. I actually audited for a state south of here. So don't hold that against me. You were an auditor? I was an auditor. There's not oh too gosh. many states south of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the map. Okay. Oh All right. You're not a strong geography person. <laughs> and then, no, I mean, I might be from that state. So, you know, no offense. I love it. <laughs> yes. I, I was an auditor and I got tired of being the bad guy. Mm -hmm. So Good so, move. Good yeah. Move. Yeah. Came to the light. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I actually, I, I did work as an auditor for a while, managed to get all the way out of sales tax at one point in my career. It's one of those things that, you know, that people find out you know something about and then you're right back in it and been in it ever just since. Just like The Godfather 3. Just when you think you're out, exactly. they pull you back in. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes. So and, here you are. And here I am. So, yep. Yeah, one day went to work for a 
large chain that invented the chicken sandwich. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Don't know who that would be. Yeah, yeah, never heard of them. Spent almost 10 years there. Popeyes. That's it. Uh, <laughs> they just reinvented the chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not quite the same thing, but really close. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, do you have um, some additional things that you might want to tack on to Jenny's nerdy news? Sure. So... First to know, for anybody with locations in Mississippi, at least 13 of them have extended their lodging and restaurant taxes. They were set to expire sometime this year. Now it's 27 or 28. So they didn't just extend it by a year. They decided to extend it by four years and five years. Exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. At that point, they'll probably do it again. So explain these uh, types of taxes to me. So let's see. Lodging and restaurant taxes? Yes. And Okay. So there's tacking them on to... So typically, food and beverage tax is mm-hmm. a tax on prepared food sold by a restaurant. Okay. So if you go to the grocery store and get mm-hmm. you know, chicken wings or whatever, you're not going to pay the prepared food tax. But if you go to a sports bar and get chicken wings, you're going to pay that prepared food tax. Got it. So it's, okay. an, it's an additional tax rate on top of the state and local sales tax. Okay. It's another local. Another it, local tax. Yes. And it's only okay. for restaurants. Okay. Got it. So, yeah, and they range anywhere from one to five, six, or more percent. So they can be pretty hefty. Sure, sure. Okay. Wow. It doesn't, so, doesn't help with cutting prices, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, Nobody's not. cutting prices. I know. No, you're right. <laughs> so how long have you actually been doing food and beverage tax? A little over two decades, which dates me, but yes, a little over two decades. So I spent almost 10 years at, at the chicken place, mm-hmm. um, and then I went to a roast beef place, uh, who roast beef place? <laughs> roast beef place. Hardy that could be. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, who, who then purchased another brand and another brand and so on and so on. Okay. And okay. they ultimately became the second largest restaurant company in the country. Oh wow. Okay. So That's you're just great. like I mean you were constantly having to stay on top of rate changes and oh, understand yes. the legislation. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did um, all the time because it changes constantly. As you know, the rates change. Uh, we, we with Synexus Help, filed 950 tax returns a month. That's yes. awesome. So yeah. Yes, I have the scars to prove it. I know. <laughs> the, <laughs> mental, our, the mental, mental scars. Yes. <laughs> and, and we can absolutely have Donna on for another segment to talk just purely about delivery fees and taxation. Oh yes, her favorite yes. topic of the moment. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'll go hungry before I'll order delivery. <laughs> Honestly, I it absolutely is. love I it. What, what's the weirdest thing that you've heard of in in sales and news? Talk to me about like one or talk to us. Excuse me about um, one of the you know, craziest things that you've seen from a legislative perspective? Well, anybody been to Ohio? Uh, not in a while. What, round on the ends and high in the middle? Uh-huh, <laughs> so, uh-huh. Ohio, let, let's say you're, I don't know, a coffee chain, right? So, Ohio has laws that say that food consumed off the premise is not taxable. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's that sounds easy, right? So, I go through the drive through I take it to go, it's not taxable. But you have to look at what's their definition of food. Mm-hmm. So food is anything consumed for nutritional value or taste, but it can't have sugar in it. Or it can't have certain exclusions. Certain things are excluded. It can't be a soft drink. can't be alcohol. It can't be like a some kind of supplement. So whoever thought a law would have to define food? Like right? it's just food. Hey, I put it's it in your my tax mouth dollars at work. and I eat it. Yes, that's right? food. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. But see, what you so, don't understand is that uh-huh. food, because of these grocery taxes, like what Donna was talking about, food yep. has to be specifically defined by some of these jurisdictions, right? Because there's right. actually a lower rate for groceries. That's for, exactly right. Right? Yes. But Ohio has also said, so a sweetened beverage might not be taxable, but if it's got a dairy product in it, then the dairy overrides the sugar. So you can go in and order black coffee. That's food. Okay. Right? Not taxable. Okay. Hey, could you put a shot of caramel in there for me? Uh-huh. Oh, now it's got sugar in it. Now it's not food, so it's taxable. The whole item is the taxable? The whole item is taxable. Not just the shot. Or put a little caramel in there for me. Oh, wait, I want some whipped cream on the top. Oh, now it's dairy, so now it's food again. It just magically becomes food again, and it's not taxable to go. One so, of my questions for you was going to be, why is hospitality tax so complex? And now I think well, there you I'm go. starting to figure out why. <laughs> Because food is not food. Food is not food. food unless not you food. add whipped cream. Unless you know, I add whipped cream or some caramel or some flour, maybe. Who knows? Right. Well, that that's a different thing. Then it's a cookie, maybe. Now, maybe. what about Spam and Cheese Whiz? Are they considered food? Oh, only to certain people. Okay. <laughs> I don't that's think any of those segment. people are in this room. <laughs> Although I do prefer my cheesesteaks for those of those people listening from Philadelphia, cheesesteak isn't a cheesesteak without the whiz. So oh, that's you, true. Oh, you yeah. can get it, yes, with yeah. the whiz. Got to get it, got to get it Quite with Quite delicious. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's made for red tail dip, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'll eat. That I love it. it. But is it like that in every state, like in Ohio, or do several states have those kind of... Um, Not to that degree. Distinctions? I mean, there are some that have... You know, prepared food doesn't qualify for food and food products or mm-hmm. food and food ingredients, mm-hmm. which may be a grocery exemption. But then you get things like, say you're back at your wing place. You want a bottle of wing sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, if you bought it at the grocery store, it would be tax exempt because it's a grocery product. But if you buy it from the restaurant, it might not qualify for that grocery exemption. So you could pay no tax at the grocery store or you could pay full tax at the restaurant. And that kind of comes into play in like a state like California, right? Mm-hmm. Where they basically look at the percentage of your sales and they say, okay, if 80% or greater of your sales are, you know, for prepared food, for people in the restaurant, or if you're, you know, operating as a restaurant, if you sell grocery qualified products, you're going to have to tax them at the full rate because you're not a grocery store chain. Right. Whereas like convenience stores and other things, a lot of their sales are grocery type items. So if they sell a piece of prepared food, they may not have to charge the full boat of this of the food and beverage tax or the the full you know sales and use tax rate. Everything they would sell would qualify for grocery because right. they're greater than eighty percent grocery type items. Well, I feel yes, a little overwhelmed. Aren't you glad you asked? I know. <laughs> I'm glad we have you in this industry <laughs> to explain these things to us. <laughs> you wanna you wanna tax poetic about piffs for about two seconds? Don't you just love so, piffs? So, Picking on Colorado again. Right. <laughs> it seems to be a theme. I know. It, it, it is a it is a theme. <laughs> so so some place I used to work, which shall remain nameless, actually used that like a cuss word. Oh, PIF. Oh, because oh. they were tired of dealing with them. Okay. So a, a PIF is a project improvement fee, which is not actually a tax. And it's not actually just subject for restaurants. So it's, it's typically a fee that is put in place by a developer for their their development area to recoup some of the infrastructure costs. Like a yeah, real estate developer? Yes, exactly. What? So Can I just get my own taxes put out there for, you know... Well, a, you can call it a fee. A fee? A fee. Oh, a oh, fee. There yes, you go. But you know what okay. we would call that? What? We would call it a GIF. A GIF? A, a Jenny improvement fee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, hey. That's... 
<laughs> that's going to be improving. No, it's, it needs to be, yes, a crowdfunding source. <laughs> I need lots of improvement. <laughs> but yes, you mentioned anyway, starting your yes. own. So sometimes the cities mm-hmm. and the counties don't even know anything about it. So they so, don't have to get that cleared by the local government? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Wh- what? I did not know. They'll that. use it to pay for like lighting Roads. right street lamps yeah, in- ingress and egress yeah um yeah just to develop the land the infrastructure the roads around the complex okay uh, uh drainage you know right. they're, they're putting in a retention pond and needing to put in like you know um you know drainage pipes and stuff like that to feed off of it you'll see piffs come in for that and we have to but, file those mm-hmm, returns just like a tax mm-hmm. return it's yeah. a fee but it's but it's not it's a fee but it has to be filed like a tax return and to make it more fun, sometimes that fee can be included in the sales tax base for the state. Yes, that does sound familiar now. Yes. Okay. So trying to get a point of sale system to do that calculation is almost impossible. Right. But the the PIF will be in the tax, the sales tax base. So explain that to our audience for like two mm-hmm. seconds. So when you're saying it's included in the taxable base, so what I would have is, okay, I buy three cheeseburgers, an order of fries, and then when I get to the subtotal, what happens next? So the subtotal, then you calculate the the PIF, which is maybe 1%, or it could be 3% or more. And so then you get your your next subtotal, mm-hmm. and then you apply your state and local sales tax. Wasn't that a tax on tax? No, it's a tax on fee. Oh. Tax on fee? It's a tax on fee. No taxation without representation, folks. Come on. It's a revolutionary war. Well, <laughs> we're going to start it all over again. Well, that's what well, the PIF sounds like. Instead There's of no... throwing right. tea into Boston, we're going to start throwing chicken che- sandwiches chicken into sandwiches a lake. sandwiches and cheeseburgers. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want to make it a little more complicated, Go Mexico. <laughs> some states will do, or some jurisdictions do it the other way. So there is an actual restaurant tax in Kentucky where the state sales tax is in the restaurant base. So you have the subtotal. You okay. do the is that Elizabethtown? Cal- uh, Cape Girardeau. Oh, so maybe oh, it's a Missouri yeah. thing. A Missouri, Missouri thing. Yeah, it's yes. Missouri. Yes. Yeah, Cape Girardeau. So we'll pick on yeah. Missouri now. But yes, so you cal- you get your subtotal, your three cheeseburgers and fries, subtotal, add the sales tax for the state rate, and then you get your next subtotal and do the restaurant tax. There we go. You say taxation without representation, but it's not even a government tax. Well, see, and that's what's so, th- that's what's so interesting is that they actually don't, and that's why a lot of people, when we talk about tax legislation and how easy it is to pass transaction level taxes because a lot of constituents don't even see this penny mm-hmm. or two pennies. They don't really think about it mm-hmm. when it comes out of their restaurant bill mm-hmm. or they don't look to question it. But when you start talking about an income tax and it's 1% of your income, obviously that makes a big deal for a lot of people, sure. right? So yeah, it, it is kind of interesting how more folks haven't really challenged some of these fees. I mean, Panama City's got one, right? Mm-hmm. Their restaurant tax um, is is almost like a tax on tax type situation. But yeah, it's you don't really get re- representation. These folks have the ability because of the state you know statute that they can have the flexibility to go and enact these fees if, if they you know, see fit. So the state empowers them to enact the fees. It's actually a state empowers the local municipality to basically govern it. And what will typically happen is it's somebody during a zoning or approval or something like that within a city, they'll go ahead and get the approval for the fee and then the fee will turn around and, you know. I have filed many PIF returns and I had no idea, honestly, that that is how it worked behind the scenes. Yes. It's usually so city or county, right, Donna? I mean, it's yeah, it usually, uh-huh. well, the PIF is usually just a development. So it yeah. could be your target shopping center. Or, or development authority, like a group right. of people that will just approve, a, you know, and, and granted, they're made up of 
folks that are part of the city and part of the county. But yeah. Do yeah. they have any end? Like, oh, we're going to do this for two or three years until the development's paid for? Mm, or what it, we're, Or is it just... They say that. Uh, usually mm-hmm. it's till the development's paid for, but it's more like 10 or 15 years. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, and some of the PIFs don't require voter approval, but sometimes the the restaurant-level taxes may or may not require mm-hmm. voter approval. So... After listening to all that stuff, guess what, time, guess what time it is. What time is it, Tim? Pop quiz hotshot. Oh, yeah. And we've got our own guest, you know, quiz leader today who's going to be Donna. She's going to be firing the shots at Jenny and I. I so, yes. Luckily, JB's off the hook. JB doesn't have to answer anything today. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I can see he's so pleased. He's like, oh, my goodness, listening to hospitality tax, I've glazed over like a donut. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, like, no, even got in the food reference. Uh, there you go. I, oh, yeah. Good. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don, I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Here we go. Love it. Jenny. Yes, first Donna. question is for you. <sighs> Deep breath. Okay. All right. All right. Let me focus. Is a PIF a tax? A PIF is not a tax because I learned today it was a fee. Very well, good. At least we know she was paying attention. <laughs> Which Score doesn't happen all the Jenny. time. <laughs> Usually when Tim talks, I just glaze over. Come on. Like a donut. Like a donut. No, like a donut. <laughs> Using my own reference against me. All right, Tim. Point for Jenny. Point for Jenny. Yes. Point for Jenny. Yes. Tim, here is your first question. Because restaurants may qualify for manufacturing exemptions in given states, explain to us how you would do a utility exemption calculation. Ooh. In 27 individual parts? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, ChatGPT. Um, basically, what you would have to do is you typically want to look at isolating what your manufacturing equipment is versus your non-manufacturing equipment. So you would get a whole list of the items that would typically qualify under the exemption. And then you would look at those individual items and measure what their typical power draw is or their natural gas usage would be. And then once you get that, you can turn around and take that and apply it over a set period of time if the state allows you to do sampling, or you're gonna have to take it and measure it based on the particular restaurant and do it over the entire period for the review, and then you can submit it to the state and they'll actually give you a refund on your sales tax back. JB, did you understand any of that? No, I was actually, I was like really hoping he was just wrong. I know. Like it going on, he was like, actually, no, that's wrong. I know. <laughs> for like I was 25 like, uh, seconds. I was He's like, like, no, uh, actually, no. I um, think he lost me a power draw. Isn't hilarious. that a hockey reference? I don't so know. how do you, how do, yeah, you do Donna? I, actually, that's a point for Tim. Uh, I know. Wow. That's a point for Tim. Tim GPT. Uh, coming through. So annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> We didn't even talk about manufacturing. I know. And I'm getting these like whiz bangers that's, over here. That's why it's annoying. You got any other brain busters for you? <laughs> oh, God. You're the one who asked for questions. I saying. love it. I love it. All right. Jenny. Okay. Here's your second question. Okay. Ohio. If you buy a Coke to go, is it taxable or not? A Coke to go. I am going to have to go with taxable. And another point for Jenny. Yay! All Very right. Good. Oh my Very gosh. Good. Look, I'm just I'm gonna be just like you two at the end of this session. <laughs> know everything about F and B. We're gonna get you a Brutus the Buck t shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Oh no. no. Not allowed. No, not okay. in this house. No. Oh, no. oh boy. Mm-mm. Yikes. <laughs> no. All, right. All right. Sticking with the Ohio theme, Tim. Yes, ma'am. Tim. Water pitcher. You purchase a water pitcher as a restaurant. Taxable or exempt? 
Uh, it is going to be taxable. You only get half a point <laughs> for that. Why is that? I, I, so you're going to learn me. It, Teach it me something. taxable if the server uses it to refill your water glass. If they set the picture on the customer's table, it's a temporary resale to the customer and is exempt. You have to be Donna, kidding. that is ridiculous. It's Isn't it? That's How do you even keep track of that? I would just say it's always on the table. I so mean, you know, I it's funny know. that you asked that. They used to, and Donna, actually, when we first worked together, Donna educated me on this um, in an Ohio audit, which blew my mind. Auditors used to stand in the lobbies of restaurants and watch people ask if you were going to eat for dine-in or to-go. That's true. And if the person actually took their to-go food and went and sat down, they would ding you yep. on the audit for that if you did not go out and tell that person they needed to get up and go outside the restaurant. Yes, that is true. I have no words for yes. this. That right? is... Yes. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. That is it's, yes. I mean, the, it, the whole idea of customer service just completely goes out the window. But it, a lot of it is is because the interesting thing in Ohio, this is all written into their constitution, right? Yes. So a lot of people have really? asked, why can't this law get changed? The premise argument seems very old because of the you know advancements in drive through restaurants Absolutely. and stuff like that. No, it's because Ohio actually drafted the premise argument, which is what this is all called, into their constitution. So it would take a constitutional amendment to actually change it in the state of Ohio, which is ridiculous to pass. So... They just have to find ways around interpreting it and enforcing it. Yes, they will. If you have a, a restaurant and a food court in a mall, they will sit in the food court for a week and watch to do their sample. And you have to have it written in your handbook that every employee must ask whether it's to go or dine in. And if it's not written in your handbook, then they automatically assume right. that everything is for dine in and it's 100% taxable. I just call in a restraining order. Be like, dude, <laughs> quit following me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's getting a little creepy. Yes. If you're keeping track at home, we're, we don't do half points, so I'm sorry. You just you oh. didn't get the point there, Tim. Oh. But Tim, that was a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, but just setting the life setting in the NFL. On the, life in the <laughs> Man, were, I feel so deflated. You are so, you are Chad GPT, so you were supposed to know that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Actually, I love it. I, I learned something new today. That is fantastic, Donna. Yeah. All right, third one. Here okay, we go, Jenny. Going, okay. All right, Jenny. True or false? All local jurisdictions take electronic payments. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> I know the answer to this, and it is false. Come on, man. Because people apparently still like to send in these things called checks, or they like to receive them. They like to yes. touch them. They yes. like to touch them and take them to the bank, and we're still working on that. You know, I found my checkbook recently, and I hadn't written a check in, I'm guessing, probably about like two or three years, and it was like from three addresses ago. Mm -hmm. It's so strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like completely Isn't it weird. odd to think that you give someone a piece of paper that has your account information on it? Like, really? You know, it just has your routing number. and your... it, well, In this day it, and just, age, it's weird. Like, we used to not think about it. Like, right. you know, when we were growing up, yeah. hey, yeah, right, fine. Yeah. Draft a check, blah, 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 whatever. But nowadays, it's like, oh, my God, it has all this information. My yeah. signature, like, name, address, bank account info. So Jerry Seinfeld said it just feels like an IOU. It does. Like, I, don't, I don't have any money, but if you contact these people... <laughs> 
Excellent reference. It'll take care of you. Excellent reference. It is. It's so bizarre to me. It's still a thing. I love it. It's still a thing. Well, nice softball. Wait, yeah. Yeah. What? I know. Was it true or false? Yeah. No idea. True or false? Exactly. All right. So we'll give you a true false. I've already lost, but that's fine. Oh. Not for the season. Not for the season. It is a season-long competition. I like it, Jamie. Thank you. I'm sorry. This is a manufacturing one. Also, does a walk-in cooler qualify as manufacturing? Oh, this is a great one. Can I give the standard sales tax answer? It depends. That is the standard answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could qualify as a manufacturing um, piece of equipment if it is integral to the manufacturing process, which depending on the nature of your restaurant or the nature of your business, if it's an integral part like in defrosting, if you have a manual that talks about defrosting food and there's like a multi-step process for defrosting it and it has to go through a walk-in cooler, it could 100% qualify because it enacts a chemical or physical change on the actual product. Very right? good. A point for Tim. Maybe he, maybe he gets a point and a half to make up for his last <laughs> Make him feel Do you really better. want a tie? I know. No. no. I'm just trying to help his ego. I- <laughs> Not that I need to help. Uh, she's trying to turn. She's trying to turn the knife a little bit harder. Okay, that's all she's I don't doing. Know what you here. mean? Perfectly innocent here. <laughs> Take the I, point. I do have um, one quick question for Donna. I just thought of. Yeah. Can you tax poetic just a little bit about the changes with COVID, with food delivery and everything? We just talked about. I'm thinking about all the delivery fees and the the, the legislative updates and. Have there been a lot of changes legislatively or have restaurants pivot because of tax with COVID uh, changes to our culture with eating? I mean, I just would be interested to hear your thoughts on that. So prior to COVID, we tested a little bit of delivery, kind of played Mm -hmm. with it here and there, and there wasn't a whole lot of it out there. Mm -hmm. COVID hit and it went into overdrive. Right. Um, I probably spent the first solid month of lockdown researching delivery fees and delivery transactions and marketplace facilitator laws and how they apply to third-party delivery for restaurants. Uh, And there was nothing or minimal amount out there, just not a whole lot. And, you know, states were kind of like, yeah, we thought about it, but that's as far as we've got. So you're trying to apply 40-year-old laws to to the, the gig economy, which is just a little tough, right? Not gonna lie, not applicable. Not, mm-hmm. not a, no, not mm-hmm. applicable. And so, we we were delivering. Everybody was delivering. Everybody who had a restaurant that could get anybody with a car out of their house was delivering. It's the only way you can make money, right? Right, right, yeah. right because everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the laws started coming, mm-hmm. and then and I can't remember the year off the top of my head, Wayfair hit. Mm-hmm. And and then it was like, oh, they're all marketplace facilitators and they should be collecting. And then they really started moving those laws along with Wayfair. And what happened then is they were applying them to the delivery providers or not, because some states have specifically said, oh, those are not marketplace facilitators. But the, the complications come in when... I have one point of one price in my POS system, and then the third party delivery company is actually selling it at a marked up price, and I can't get that markup back into my system, but I still owe the tax on that if it's not a marketplace facilitator state. Or you get a delivery company who they're collecting the tax and they're doing the calculations, but you have no visibility into their systems right. to know that they're collecting them correctly. I mean, we can tell them what the rate is, but 
doesn't mean they've updated their system. The second part of that is what about destination states mm-hmm. where the customer takes possession at their home? Mm-hmm. Well, I have no idea who they are, where they are, or what their their rate is, and I don't know how to calculate that. My POS holds one system or one rate. So what do you do with things like that? So there's lots of questions. The technology is not there on the restaurant side. That's what it sounds like to me, that the legislation is coming along, but the technology is lagging right. behind. Welcome to everything Welcome in sales tax. Welcome to stacks. everything in sales mm-hmm. tax. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, the states, we always joke around that the states are the Titanic, and we're the people who are trying to drive the boat and avoid the iceberg, right? And, mm-hmm. and we're getting all this information, and we're spinning the wheel feverishly, and the state's just not moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not to make, and, and please, this is not us calling foul on any of our friends you know, who work at the state, it's very difficult to pass legislation to address this stuff. Yes. And and it's very, very complex. And the problem is the capital market moves so quickly, like you said, with COVID, right? In a month, things changed and de- delivery went from 3% to, you know, 90% of what right. a business was doing. And there was no way for anybody to react to that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. It was it was a lot. And, and there's still, to some extent, playing catch up Mm -hmm. just because it takes so long to get the systems in place. And while the delivery companies may sort of have their systems in place, sort of, the, the restaurant POS systems, not there either. And it's, what's your source of truth? How do you report that? Is my POS right? Or is the delivery report right? Probably neither. Right. So, you know, and this just kind of leads into a whole discussion. We're, we're definitely going to have to have Donna back. I, I want to spend an entire episode talking about technology with like POS yes. systems and rate updates and Absolutely. talking about this whole marketplace facilitator thing. I think that's a great topic. So maybe on another episode, we should definitely have her back. Donna, will you please come back? Okay. Please. Okay. Awesome. For, for Jenny. I know. Thank you. That's what I figured. I know. Yeah. Since I did win the contest. That's today, right. So that's yeah. your prize. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That is, that is oh. your prize. <laughs> Best prize ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have so much knowledge now. Is this a good time for a shameless plug? It is. You good just time. talked about how complicated this was. Who could help with that? Uh, we can totally help with that. So if you've absolutely got questions, our nice shameless plug for the afternoon, contact Synexus. Um, Jenny and myself and obviously Donna and our entire team are all very well versed in, in having to deal with these complicated issues um, for you know a number of our customers. We're actually excelling in the food and beverage space. We think it's you know, we're probably one of the best in the industry at handling food and beverage and alcohol taxation. So if you've got those questions, feel free to reach out to Synexus. We'd be happy to help. Well, Donna, we have been thrilled to have you today. Like Tim said, we are expecting you to come back. So don't tell us you're busy. You know, you're washing your hair or something. Like you have to, you have to come back. Oh, we she's going to be drumming up more difficult questions. For I you know. To get wrong. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I love ex- it. Exactly. So yeah, be sure to give me the easy ones as usual. What? I would never do that. <laughs> there was a true false. Oh, we do have was to uh, apologize to a group of people. Oh, oh, oh my oh, gosh. Um, I was keeping kind who of. Who did we offend tally. this time? What? Yeah. Like so, pretty much all 50 states. Yeah. Well, like, Colorado again. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, I almost wrote it twice. I have family that lives in Colorado, and they're probably never going to let me visit them because I keep picking on it constantly. Uh, I wrote Christopher Guest. I just let's just get out in front of this, just in case he. <laughs> you he really want him to come on? In case the show, he doesn't don't like you? it. Okay. No, uh, Christopher Guest is awesome. Yeah, uh, heat stroke because we just. <laughs> We really underplayed that. She's like, I gotta go. I'm very hot. <laughs> no, <laughs> y'all. Heat stroke. Heat stroke can be offended. It sucks. Heat stroke's real. Uh, people who live in snow. Oh, oh we yeah. Talked about them. Yeah, my apologies on that. I wrote down auditors, then I crossed it out, then I wrote it again. So I don't know. 
They we maybe should apologize to them. Don is representing auditors fairly, yeah. and we actually like dealing with auditors. Auditors yeah. are good people. So yeah. then I think we should apologize. We, it didn't so sound like that. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's not what I. Some did. of them, right? Uh, your own lawyers, because they'll need to protect you from uh, Hardee's and Popeyes. <laughs> oh. <both> <laughs> No, our lawyers are going to be thrilled for their retainer fees. Yes. And then to me for Naomi having to beep out Hardee's and Popeye's. Oh. I love it. And Brutus the Buckeye. Brutus the Buckeye. Oh, poor Brutus. There are no apologies for Brutus no. the Buckeye. I know. No. no. That's like asking for us to apologize to Allie, the alligator. Right. I was going to say, I was going to throw in a go dogs here, but yeah, I know. Exactly. Allie the alligator. Oh. Yeah, there is a Florida fan in this room. I know. Sorry, oh. Don. Now you don't like oh, me. Geez. I was hoping she wouldn't find out. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Will you still be my friend, Donna? I have such high hopes. I know, I know. Well, we can still be friends and gang up on Tim. So, I love yeah, it. I know. It'll be good. Just not during football season. No. Nope. Well, I know. it's Florida. It'd be okay. <laughs> they haven't been a problem. That's fair enough. That's fair enough these days. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thanks again, Donna, for being with us today. We enjoyed it. I have so much more knowledge now. Can't wait to have more the next time you come back. And to all of you out there listening, please subscribe to Taxing Poetic. A reminder, you don't have to listen to all these episodes in sequence. Just pick and choose whatever strikes your fancy. I mean, we hope all of them strike your fancy. But uh, until next time, stay nerdy. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.